right, all right, day 238. Uh, welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith, and remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to, to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we're jumping right back into the book of Nehemiah today. Nehemiah, uh, we are in... Um, Chapter five. So last time we talked a little bit about how Nehemiah was in the Persian court, the, po- the Persian empire, the Persian capital city of Susa. And he uh, goes back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls, to rebuild the gates. We talked about, too, how Ezra and Nehemiah was once one book. Now it is only separated in our modern Bibles. And um, when Nehemiah goes back. He sees that the city is in ruins and he starts to get to work. He puts his people to work. He puts all the, the people of uh, God's kingdom and they're in God's uh, land in Jerusalem to work. And he starts to receive opposition from the outside. But Nehemiah chapter five comes and it opens with opposition from the inside. Right. It's not about uh, 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 things always coming from outside. Sometimes the problems can come from within. And so it opens with the exploitation and the oppression of the weak in their own community. Right. The powerful in community in the community. Listen, are ignoring God's commands. Right. That is always a problem, right? The powerful in the community are, are ignoring God's commands. You say, what do you mean? Um, he uses this word at the very beginning of chapter five. And he says this, uh, there was a widespread outcry from the people and their wives against their Jewish countrymen. The same word he uses for outcry there is the same word that is used in Exodus chapter three, verse nine, um, where Israel is crying out because of the oppression of the Egyptians, right? When they're in Egypt, right? And Nehemiah, says that they're crying out because of the oppression here of their own brothers right and in verse two we (coughs) excuse me we have those who are essentially saying no no we got families and our families are hungry right because of the preoccupation with the wall they are, are unable to do their usual work of harvesting grain in the fields remember this is an agrarian society they couldn't work in tech right so they couldn't produce enough grain so now guess what they got to do they got to buy it right and so in verse three to four we have another outcry we have the landowners who are essentially saying that no no we got to mortgage our fields right vineyards and homes to make a little change because it's a family to pay off these taxes right in verse five says no no, no. others like no, no we struggling too we have we've had to sell our kids into debt slavery to eliminate our debt this is a common practice in the ancient world different from chattel slavery in uh the post-colonial or in the in the colonial period um and so nehemiah comes on the scene and he's angry right this is uh uh not good and i think that nehemiah shows us that there is a type of righteous anger right we can have at injustice right the same way that god is angry at all sin there is a righteous anger that we can have at injustice in our own day in our own time as well and so basically the jews that are in power and have means are not being generous and kind with their resources but they are charging interest on folks in their own community who borrowed out of poverty and this is out of step with god's word you read exodus uh 22 verse 25 you read deuteronomy 23 19 you read deuteronomy 15 1 through 18 right that all talks about not uh charging these high interest rates on people who had to borrow in the first place right and so again this was a uh theocracy where the people of god were in one place at uh, all of the people of god were in one place at one time and they were uh uh in uh, a, a land under a monarch right and so uh or yeah so 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 at this time it, it, it's not uh saying that these same laws apply in the same way in the post uh crucifixion resurrection outpouring of the spirit acts 2 era this was how it was was to, this is how the economy was to operate in ancient israel but what nehemiah does He's like, yo, not only are y'all disobeying the law, y'all are selling your children, right? 
to foreign nations, right? Um, for debt slavery. And he's like, yo, they just came out of exile, right? Like, what are we doing? Right. And I love how Nehemiah, listen, he speaks to those who are in power, right? And he's like, no, no, we like we push back. He's saying, no, no, we're going to push back on this ultimately because it hinders us from our ultimate goal of God's mission he set us on in this world, right? That's the problem with injustice, right? It's not it's yes, it it hurts people. Yes, it offends the Lord, but it also gets in the way of what the Lord is calling us to do. And so he mentions in verse nine as well, that it hurts their witness, right? He's like, no, no, if the other nations see us behaving in this way, this will invite the reproach of our enemies and the blaspheming of our God, right? And Nehemiah essentially um, has this underhanded prophet returned, right? So he, he comes and makes these wrongs right. He comes and provides this restitution. He sees to it that the well-being of the community uh, is more important than the comfort of the affluent, Right. And so we have to learn. I think this this text teaches us that, listen, opposition can come not just from the outside, like you learn in Nehemiah 4, but also from the inside. And so we have to be mindful of our ways, as the Bible says. We have to be careful to see that our ways are upright before the Lord as a community. Right. Nehemiah 6 comes and it's back to regular, regularly scheduled programming. Right. The enemies of the surrounding peoples are back and they are now spreading conspiracy <laughs> theories. Right. So Sanballat, Tobiah and Geshem. Right. They're all trying to get uh, Nehemiah to meet them in the Ono Valley, which is this neutral ground. Right. Um, but it will be uh, one stopping him from the work God had given him to do. But it also would take him away from his people and his protection. Right. And so they're trying to uh, deceive him and scheme against him and all this kind of stuff. So in this text, we see that a commitment to the goal and the work of God, listen, has given you is much more important than going back and forth with detractors. Right. Nehemiah is like, no, no, like I'm going to keep doing what God has called me to do. Right. Um, and especially like in this case, their intent is to take him out. Right. And so they spread these false rumors about him, about a rebellion and about him becoming king. Right. In his public letter. Right. And all of this was intended was intended to intimidate him. So he doesn't rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Right. And they get so desperate that they try and hire someone <laughs> that is from the Jewish people. Shemaiah, literally Shema. Yeah, literally, uh, the Yahweh is heard to speak a prophecy to Nehemiah about how they are going to kill him. Right. And yeah, you just see the um, deception, right? How deception causes people to do just such wicked things. Um, I, I'm reminded of a Malcolm X quote where he says that, uh, you know, um, in his own time, he's like, man, you know, they will hire one of us to kill one of us just to say it was one of us. Right. And his point was that um, those who were trying to oppose, you know, his movement in his day were uh, trying to get uh, people that were on his team, <laughs> pay people that was on his side, on his team to kill and harm him and those that were with him. Something similar happens here. And Nehemiah has the discernment. Listen, we need uh, we need to be holy before the Lord. We need to walk uprightly before the Lord. But we also need discernment. Right. As we do the work God has called us to do. Nehemiah 7 comes last two of these bunch. 
uh, genealogy, this long, super genealogy, a uh, super long genealogy here, very similar to Ezra chapter two uh, of the people that repopulated, right? Jerusalem after the building of the wall. And at the end of the chapter, he speaks of uh, the seventh month that comes, right? And it's this huge month in the Jewish calendar because of the first day of that month was the Feast of Trumpets, which later became the Jewish New Year. Then it was the Day of Atonement, right? Leviticus chapter 16. Then the 15th day was the Feast of Booze or the Feast or the Festival of Shelters that lasted seven days. And so they have all these festivals. So now remember, God's people are being restored. That's the whole point of Ezra and Nehemiah, right? They're being restored back to the land just as God, just as God had promised. And they were supposed to institute their rhythms and rituals, festivals and routines, right? Remember, God gives us these things to uh, build up our faith, right? So that they will remember his work of redemption in the past. And so when we get to Nehemiah 8, we see that they keep the law they're reading the law and they keep the law deuteronomy 31 10 to 13 specifically where ezra is reading and interpreting the law before the people of god right and moses had commanded right at the end of seven years when the feast of booze took place there is to be a public reading of the law before men women, and children and the text says over and over and over that there were men women and children there right 13 times it is mentioned in 12 verses and many people will say that at this point the Torah and Judaism, right? So we have Israelite religion, right? We have the Israelites, and then it becomes Judaism, right? After the exile, because of Judah, Yehud, Judah, right? Ju Judaism, Judah, Judaism. Anyway, um, the Torah became more important than the temple, right? And so Jews from this time were literally known as a people of the book. It's interesting. Once once you get to the second temple period, um, so uh, so so this is the second temple. Period. Once you get to um between the testament so after malachi before matthew in that time 400 years a lot happens but one of the things that happens is you have all these jewish groups that spring up and one of the things that you see uh amongst all these different uh sects of, of judaism right they break up you you see a common commitment to the torah right everything else like they had disagreed about the messiah the resurrection about the kingdom of god about elijah about the prophet about about the priesthood about about all of these things about uh hellenistic jews and about uh, palestinian you see all this disagreement but one of the things that they all disagree agreed on was that the torah was the word of god and that it was central some groups even said like yo it's only torah ain't the prophets no no that's a whole other combo but listen they all agree that they were to be a people of the book, the people of the Torah. This is why Paul comes and he's like, yo, he's talking about the law so much, talking about the Torah. Um, and they like, yo, like, nah, like even here, Ezra's like, no, no, this is what needs to be in place, right? For there to be restoration in our own post-exilic community. Why do I say all of that? Listen, the thing that needs to be in place for the revival we want to see, the restoration we want to see, the healing we want to see, the power of God we want to see, has to come from the word of god we have to have the word of god at the center of our community right a spiritual revival won't happen without a commitment and going back and reckoning with god's very own word to his people to build up his people and to make them like his son let's pray god we ask that you would give us a commitment to your word that is unwavering regardless of the opposition we face regardless of the problems we see in our own day god i pray that we would persevere in your word uh, even when we're tempted to doubt to distrust father when we're tempted to turn away from it i pray that you will bring us back just as you always do it's in christ's name